0: Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like this So let's get down
1: Welcome get to episode 14 of Podcasts. I'm your host, Mr. Burgess And I'm joined here by Mr. Franz The sound engineer also for the day Definitely, and I'm getting paid extra, right? You are, absolutely And I'm also joined by two new hosts Tyler Piazza and Jack Rude. So welcome on, gentlemen. These two uh, approached me about potentially doing the podcast. They're like, hey, this sounds really easy. Sounds like something I can easily step in and do. So we said, all right, prove it. Grim Reapers.
0: Yep. Otherwise. So uh,
1: let's let you both introduce yourself. Tyler, let's start with you. Um,
0: Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Tyler Piazza, Grim Reaper One. Um, I'm 18. I'm a senior at Normal Community West High School. I've been going here for about four years I've taken a lot of the business classes mm-hmm. um, I like math class um, I'm friends with Jack from football that's how I know him. and uh, I know mr. France from accounting and I know mr. bird cuz I almost hit him with my car
1: yeah I was that was gonna get brought up so really? okay. I'm glad you got that out of the way but yeah he did Tyler did in fact almost kill me once uh, we didn't really know each other then I knew who you were cause yeah. I had your sisters in class but uh, I was on a run not to brag and i was coming around a corner and tyler was also coming around a corner but in the wrong lane uh and i had to run into the grass and i gave him a mean death stare who
0: is your uh driver's ed teacher tyler um you might know him um miss codron's husband okay jimmy codron yeah Yeah, i have his number he's cool i like
1: the dude yeah okay well he apparently, didn't teach you to take turns in the. We would direct
0: just line, drive so. and talk about the Bears games. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Got it. Distracted driving.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, okay. So, Jack? Uh, my name is Jack Roode. I'm also a senior here at West, Grim Reaper number two. I play football and lacrosse here, and I'm also on the senior board. I've also been going here for just about four years. And I my favorite classes are the social studies classes, especially AP Gub with Mr. Beerbaum. Shout out.
4: Mm
1: hmm.
3: And. So what, what what sports and activities have you been in again? Uh, football and
1: lacrosse. Okay. So is lacrosse starting soon? We started uh, Monday. Okay. Very cool. And how are we supposed to be this year? I this think is, we're going to be pretty good. This is year number?
3: Three. Three. Because we canceled freshman year. Okay. And had you ever played before? Yeah, I played in middle school and then they approached me to pick it back up this mm-hmm. year. And you're with the normal community? And Bloomington, players. yeah. Oh, and Bloomington. I didn't realize that. So who do you typically play? We play Central Catholic, Dunlap, mm-hmm. Washington, all those schools. Pretty much so school Hold on. Program. Let me get this
2: right. So, Bloomington High School, Normal Community, and Normal West have one team, and Central Catholic has their own team? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of interesting.
3: Yeah.
0: Doesn't make any okay. no sense, but. All right. Can you guys recruit? No. No? Oh. Okay. Is this
1: IHSA now? Yeah. Or oh,
0: is it? Okay. Well, this is uh,
2: learning a little so, well, bit about luck. lacrosse. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck during that season. We might have to have someone on from that team.
1: Yeah. Now, this was eventually going to be a discussion. This is something I brought up for them to talk about. But uh, let's have you both tell us what your your high school plan or your after post-secondary plans are once you leave here in about
0: three, four months. Um, for me, I'm pretty set on doing trade school for becoming an electrician. I know a couple guys in our grade that are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just because I want to be an electrician, because I'll be young, I don't really want to sit in an office doing mm-hmm. a job like that for the next like twenty years. Mm-hmm. And later in that career, I could get an office job when I'm older, and it'll be high paying and you know something I'd be wanting to do. Mm-hmm. But I chose electrician out of all the trades just because it's a good skill to have. Mm-hmm. Like say when I have my own house, I can fix it up myself. And then um, yeah, I don't see ele- electricity uh, going away. Yeah, neither do I. I think. That's one of the things you can't really have robots make in the future or like AI doing just because we'll be making those. Yeah. Um, At that and then um, through college, I don't really want to have to pay for college. I'd rather just uh, get paid doing it. That's what trade school will do. Yeah. So that's my plan. So
1: can you elaborate on this a little bit more? Because I do think this is interesting and good for maybe some other students to hear. But, I mean, I would consider you a good student here. I've had you in class. You're Thank smart. You. you do well. You turn in the thing. And I'm, and I'm assuming that's the same for you, Mr. France. He is a
2: top-notch had... accounting student, advanced accounting, super-duper so, advanced yeah. accounting. Thank you.
1: So elaborate a little bit more. I mean, I, I would guess most students in your position would say, I'm, I'm definitely going to college you know, I'm good at school. I like school. How
0: long has it been since you knew you did not want to go to college? It's actually, I actually really came up with the idea of trade school, like just the beginning of senior year. Um, I planned on being an accountant, but my oldest sister is one already at SIU. So for the longest time, I planned on going to SIU to just follow in her footsteps. Mm-hmm. But then I talked to Miss Hollenkamp about it, just becoming like, one of the things I want to do was like electrician and she told me one of the things to apply to is uh, every once a month for every month they have a day that you can turn in your um, resume your like transcript and all that and like the fee at a the IBW in Fox Creek so I just did that and they had a pretty good like you know set up for it like I take the test and then I'll hear back for my interview and stuff Mm -hmm. so I did that and like I just became pretty set on and they showed you all the benefits you get. So like retirement and pay yeah, and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now, similarly, I guess,
1: like this is something that I actually will talk about in finance here coming up, but I show him a video with Micro. Do you know who that is? No. He's the guy that hosts Dirty Jobs. I've yeah. i no, that show yeah. before. Okay. So one of the things he talks about a lot is how he believes co- uh, college is over-publicized and there's a societal pressure for everybody to go to college when in fact there's a lot of jobs available out there that
2: we still need like electricians and like plumbers and a lot of those trades types jobs. That that make just as much or more than people who have college degrees and you're not saddled
0: with a couple hundred thousand dollars of student debt. Yeah, yeah. I feel that way. I felt that way about college for a while just like being pressured to go into it Mm -hmm. but then um, I feel like in our generation now They're not making college as much of a need to get become, you know, whatever you want or get the job you want. Like I've heard State Farm is hiring just new people that don't even have college degrees and just training them from there. And we're not saying it's important for our listeners
2: to understand. We're not saying that we don't think that college degrees are important anymore. They certainly are. But not 100 percent of the people need them and not 100 percent of the well paying, uh, satisfying jobs require them.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah, I think that's a big thing that's changing. Like you said, for our generation, like both of my parents went to college. My mom got a business degree, and that was kind of what like I was like viewing. But as we've grown up, the talk about trade school and just going into a trade has been more and more talked about, so mm-hmm. it's more available to people. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and I think yep. that's big. And aside from four-year college, also just community college like Heartland Yeah, I think that's like if I didn't do trade school, I would definitely just go to Heartland Yeah, just because it's cheaper in two years. Yeah, I mean, and again, part of the problem is
1: some people just go they say you know i'm just gonna go to college i don't know what i to major in and they it's just pick some random major and it, yeah. it may not even be related to what they want to go into and now you're taking out hundred and twenty thousand yeah. dollars in loans you get out and maybe the the major that you chose there's not that many jobs available yeah. and now you're stuck and
2: you're substituted you, wrong, find substitute out that you don't really even like that yeah. job it sounded good when you were 16 or yep
1: yeah so, yeah, that's what—that's something we'll talk about again in, in finance, but I just, I think it's interesting hearing from your all perspectives. Can you elaborate on what you're doing?
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure where I'm going yet. I'm waiting on letters of acceptance and stuff and financial aid packets to make my decision, but I am planning on going to a four-year college, mostly because in my future, I do want to work with the State Department, like a diplomat or foreign embassy area of some sort. Mm-hmm. So, college is kind of the key to that. Yeah. Which is why. And so there's it's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: yeah. And I'm glad that both of you have kind of thought it out and figured it out from there. Now, the other the other thing, again, we're going to kind of segue here that, that you wanted to discuss was the the upcoming
2: referendum. Now, this ne- won't necessarily affect you all, so... Um, yeah, which I think it makes it even more interesting that you're giving us your thoughts on it, because yeah. you aren't going to be directly impacted, because you're both graduating, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. You're both on track? Okay. So, Grim Reaper number one, um, what... What do you
0: think about the referendum? What do you know? Um, Well, I know I learned a lot, honestly, third hour from Mr. Franz. Um, What, well, because I know it's, they built West and everything with bonds and they got to pay off the bonds. But I I thought that um, the reason they were increasing taxes was to finish paying off the bonds, not to pay for, you know, teacher um, expenses. But so for not, f- not just teachers there's a lot of other expenses yeah. that
2: are, kind of are clumped into yeah our everyday expenses yeah of
0: unit five and you said they can't use the building money for that correct yeah different funds not allowed to to yeah so uh f- because i'm graduating and i won't have to worry about you know playing sports or taking classes here for the longest time i was like ah, i'm probably not gonna i'm probably gonna vote no because i don't want to get my taxes raised but um now because, because I thought it was because of the bonds issue. Mm -hmm. I thought they just didn't know how to spend our money correctly. I didn't know they paid off the bonds. So now that I heard that, I'm kind of like in between again. Like I don't know what I'll probably do because I do want there to be sports, but I won't be even playing in them, so. But let's say you were an eighth grader. Yeah. Now would
1: your perspective be changed?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And what would you think if you were an eighth grader? If I was
0: an eighth grader. And you were able to vote. I'd want to vote yes, just so I can play those sports and have those classes.
3: And I think that's one of the bigger things for me, just because going through high school sports was just a really big part of my experience. Yeah. And if I look now, most of my friends I met through sports, there's a couple that haven't, but even if you look at that, it stems a little bit, and somebody I met through sports met somebody else. And I think my whole high school career would be a lot different. And one of the biggest things that I didn't know before I researched this was that they're just keeping the same rate going. They're not really adding more. It's just the same thing they were doing in 2008. And I think that's a big misconception, that they're not raising taxes. It's just steady. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah I, Actually, yeah. a slight decrease, actually, in the rate that taxpayers would be charged. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: I think that's something that I hadn't really heard more. Most people are either saying, like, you're either, if you vote no, you're voting to lower taxes. You vote yes, you're voting to raise them, which just isn't really true. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, you know, I have kids that will be both be in school next year. And the thought of them sitting in class with 40 other kids just does not sound great
2: because i've taught a class with 36 kids before and it's a nightmare so i think a lot of times sports gets put at the forefront of issues like this because we do like our sports and remember it's not just about sports it's about band and it's about any extracurricular activity really that i think rounds out our students yeah Um, but the class size to me is a huge thing Um, i'm very concerned that a uh, there's a push from some people to say, well, okay, let's save money by having kids just take a bunch of online classes. Um, I taught during the COVID years. You guys learned during the COVID years mm-hmm. for the average student, that is an awful yeah way to educate our students, no matter how old they are. <laughs> um, and that concerns me a lot, it, trying to save money by severely hampering or decreasing the quality of the education that we provide.
3: Yeah, just a connection between like the post college thing and right here is it's really interesting to me that one of the most like when I was looking for colleges at least, one of the most like battened down things is like looking at professor to class, like so you have a good teacher student ratio. Mm, yeah. But then we come back here and they're talking about like 40, 50 person class sizes yeah. and it just doesn't make much sense.
2: Yeah. yeah. Or just the elimination. like. Of programs, yeah. Because, like, our, you know, yeah. you like accounting. I was you're an say, awesome accounting like student. There, there's a chance that if this referendum doesn't pass, there will be no accounting yeah, class. I was saying that
0: because, like, those classes that they might take away, those are such big like gateway classes into something somebody can do in the future. Yeah. Yep. If they don't experience that, then that's kind of just shutting that path down. Yep. Yep. For sure.
1: All right. Um, we'll take a little break, and then we'll head to our interview my hersey and then we'll finish up with a teacher draft all right welcome back um we are now joined by a very very special guest it is uh, amaya hersey um amaya is very involved in our school and our community so we wanted to bring her on and talk about all the awesome things that she's doing so uh, I'm, I'm also joined by mr. Matthews um, am I could you tell us a little bit about yourself and all the things that you're involved in
5: yeah so first off of course I attend normal West High School I'm a current senior um, I've already been accepted into my number one college which is Spelman College it's a H- PCU number one actually. It's an all girls school down in Atlanta, Georgia. Awesome.
4: Congratulations. Thank mm-hmm. you.
5: Um, I'm a part of a lot inside and outside of the school. So inside, I'm president of Black Student Union, which I also helped chartered when it first started. Um, I'm also part of not in our school and Promise Council. So yeah, very involved. Um, and also Key Club, I always forget about that. And I used to do FMP last year. So yeah, and then, um, out of school, I'm a part of a teen enrichment program called the Joel Foundation, which is founded by both of my parents, Andre Hersey and Jade Hersey. So it just like helps youth and brings up youth to like exposure and then helping with um, homework and stuff like that. Um, Also, I'm a part of um, Maupiska Baptist Church where I helped um, praise dance. I did um, sing when I was younger for like, from four until like I was 13. So I did sing a little bit, but not anymore. Um, also, I'm trying to think. Oh, I work also at um, Barrel House, which is a new restaurant here. Mm-hmm. I work as a hostess. So yeah, That's part of lot. the
1: work program. Work, I mean, yep. yeah, Work program. Uh, yeah, so I've had a Mayan class here. So obviously, I know a lot about what you have going on and all the awesome things that you do. Um, let's take a step back. I wanted to talk more about Black Student Union. So, can you talk about when that started? and what prompted it to start and all those types of things
5: um yeah so it started back in 2019 the founder was jasmine jordan and i the first sponsor was um dr kathy and so it really started because um jasmine um they took her off for of the student council even though she was already a part of it for two years and they didn't tell her any reason why she was um, getting taken off of the board for student council. So that just prompted her to start Black Student Union. And so from that, after she left, I've kind of um, taken the lead from junior year for vice president and now um, president.
4: Awesome. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you were influ- uh, influential in starting this um, as a charter member. How have you seen Normal West change um, In the time that you've been here in the four years three and a half years
5: um i would definitely say um, open communication with our administration and staff Um, it was a lot of um, back in like 2020 a lot of um, microaggressions that were happening and so being able to lead our own protest and being able to get our own african-american lady as our uh, diversity equity inclusion director was definitely an accomplishment that we've seen in unit five Mm -hmm. So yeah
1: yeah, to, to kind of piggyback on that, moving forward, obviously you're a senior. What are some things that you're still looking for maybe after you leave? And I'm, I'm assuming that you're grooming some people behind you to sort of take your role and and continue it on moving forward.
5: Yeah, I would definitely say being more active in the school, like with our um, pep rallies, which we've just been a part of one, mm-hmm. and just being able to like, Put our name out there and show that there's like more out there than what's like seen and also just making sure that african-american students in our um, school are able to get upper uh, equal opportunities as our fellow caucasian students so yeah mm-hmm.
1: cool
4: yeah um as as a teacher i guess um one of the questions that i have is how can i show my support how can i make my classroom the hallways anywhere that i go a place where you feel valued and seen and included
5: um i would say just being welcoming and that means like i know like we talked about it in the first days like having pronouns or how you want your name pronounced because i know pron- pronunciation is a big thing with us mm-hmm. in the black community it's like mm-hmm. people like um, just disregard how we want our name pronounced so i guess that can be one way that can help like just at the beginning of class like google forms about like how you pronounce your name and if you want like a one-on-one conversation with your teacher on how to pronounce it and then your pronouns and stuff like that and then also I know one class that like I'd never had the class but it was felt very um welcoming and like um it was a Spanish classroom downstairs and it was like had these big poster boards that says like you're welcome here you're um they have like the um one not in our school sign that everyone's like welcome no one's different we are all in the same town stuff like that Mm -hmm. it just makes you feel like you're accepted Mm
1: -hmm.
4: so
5: yeah miss evans yeah
1: so and you sort of touched on this before but have you have you noticed honestly like a big change from your freshman year to now like do you think you're leaving the school in, in a better place than it was from your freshman year do you think
5: um, I would say so, especially since I have more of an active role in Black Student Union. Um, so, like, as a freshman, even though I was cut short with COVID mm-hmm. and I didn't get to see much, but... Was that, um, was that your freshman year? Yeah, in my sophomore year. Like, you were
1: year. here and then we left your... Okay, yeah.
5: Yeah, so I really only had, like, junior, senior yeah. year. Yeah. But other than that, I would say, like, um, staff is more, like, just being able to communicate with us and mm-hmm. um, we're able to just decorate the hallways and being Mm -hmm. able to just put Black History Month out there and Mm -hmm. just being able to um, have different meetings of sorts. And like we had our, for our first meeting, our own cookout and then being able to do different things like that.
1: I was actually at the park when that cookout was going on. That was like like a great time. Yeah. Yeah.
5: (laughs)
4: Uh, So I wanted to ask you, um, I was actually uh, a part of of the bsu as it was first starting and, and got to see kind of on the on the ground floor and i know that um service is is such a big point of emphasis for you guys um giving back to the community um what are some things that you have done that you would like to celebrate and what are some things that you've got coming up that you maybe want to put the word out there about
5: okay i know one thing we did this year we mm-hmm. did midwest food bank mm-hmm. um i don't remember there was like over 2,000 people that we fed. We were able to make, um, it was like cereal bags and stuff, and we packed it all up and it was like, it said like 2,000 people that we fed. Over 2,000, I think. Mm-hmm. But, and I remember we did like a bed blitz, so we made beds for kids, mm-hmm. um, for kids in need. Um, also, we did a food drive as well with, um, I forgot the other one. It's not in our school, prom, it was not prom's council. It was not in our school, No Vaz. I think there was one more club, but I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But we partnered with them to do a food drive and we uh, donated the food to a church in Peoria from one of the um, kids who attend Promise Council and not in our school. So that was some things we did. Something that we do have coming up, we're having a BSU meet and greet. So all of the schools that have BSU, Bloomington, U High and Normal Community, we're going to be coming here this saturday 5 p.m through to 6 30 p.m in the west cafe and we're just all meet and greeting basically and just um talking and seeing what everyone is doing and just having fun time during black history month so yeah cool
4: is that event open
5: yeah it's or is basically. it just for the
4: members of the
5: um i think they want it for just members but we're okay. also mostly open to anyone that can. Come.
4: Gotcha.
1: Now, you mentioned Key Talk also a little bit about Not in Our School and Promise Council and what, what all those entail as well.
5: Um, well, Not in Our School, it's really, um, I did, that was kind of a long time ago, but Kingsley mm-hmm. Junior High School, I did charter that there. Mm-hmm. So we were basically promoting diversity and inclusion within our school. So one thing we did in Not in Our School, we did like a culture fair, this was back in Kingsley, but um, I know one thing that Not in Our School has done, they made a Google slide presentation to present at the teacher's meeting, like the institute days that we have, about pronouns and pronunciations mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And BSU also had like a little slide about pronunciations in that um, slideshow, So I know that's one thing that they've done and tried to accomplish and just pushing that out there, mm-hmm. that we should accept pronouns and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Um, I also I wanted to congratulate you on your Dr. Martin Luther King Award. Oh yeah. Yep. And so can you talk a little bit more about that? Did you have to apply or were you just
5: Yeah, I kinda got like well, shout out to Doctor Carly Campbell Jackson. Um she's like my mentor for um this maps program, which mm-hmm. is like a scholarship program for African American students. And um she just put my name out there and was like, um, I think this would be like a wonderful award that you could get and so basically she said well i had to send up like a write-up and then um sent it off to the people who like i guess the normal town of normal commissions that um reviewed and seen and was like yeah she got picked for it. so yeah
4: well congratulations uh, what you. was the, i sorry i don't we I actually shouted that. you
1: out the podcast last, last episode.
5: Oh, for real? Yeah,
1: yeah, about it. I didn't it. see it. So, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about
4: that, what, oh. the, what all that entailed. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, congratulations, obviously, but, like, what was the criteria for it? Was it from service, leadership? Yeah,
5: basically it was just service and, like, making an impact in our community about issues and certain things that might go on. So, yeah.
4: Awesome. Congratulations. Thank
1: you. I was going to say, for for next year, for, I'm assuming when you were applying to colleges, you had a pretty good resume then. Yeah. To put on everything so what i mean would you say that to to students that are in school right now like getting involved and in how much that helps applying for colleges moving forward yeah do, where, where else were you looking were you looking between Spellman and where else
5: it was Spellman and um there was another co- it was north carolina and t which is really mm-hmm. big on engineering and mm-hmm. stuff I really like that college. It was it's very big, but I'm mm-hmm. um, still waiting on their decision. But I already uh, committed to mm-hmm. Spelman because that's my number one choice. Yep. But I've also applied to Loyola and DePaul, and I've gotten into both of those with mm-hmm. scholarships. So yep. I definitely say um, being involved is a key factor. Um, you can be uh, involved in a lot of stuff, but if you're not making a difference, then it wouldn't like make yeah. just really don't just anything. get involved get, to involved. get involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So did you have to go with, like an interview process or anything like that? With any of them for any of your scholarships or anything? Mm-mm. No,
5: They um, just saw my like academics and my um, leaderships and was like, we're mm-hmm. going to give you a scholarship. So, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Good for you.
4: Yeah, I, I think one of the things that stands out to me just having this conversation with you, and I didn't know you before this, is the, your, your leadership stands out and all the things that you've started and helped mm-hmm. uh, enact and all the change that you've made. That obviously speaks well.
1: Yeah. Now, is that something, as far as leadership goes, is that something that you've always just been natural at, or is it something you've had to work on? Or
5: I would say it's kind of been, like, taught to me through my parents. Um, mm-hmm. My parents are both very active in this community with the um, youth in our community because my dad started at um, Western Avenue, like, the center. Mm-hmm. And so just – I used to not like going over there because I didn't know anybody over there because they were all from, like, Bloomington schools. So I was just, like, the odd one out, and especially – if like, I guess the director's child, they're just kind of like left alone Mm -hmm. almost, so. But I guess it kind of just sat me in my place to just like want to lead and be like, just want to like reach out and make sure everyone has a chance to like be out there and just accept it for who they are, so.
1: Love it, love it.
4: Okay, so one last thing, sorry, this is kind of off the cuff here. (laughs) Um, Given all that you've accomplished, what's the end game for you? Where, Where do you see yourself in like five, 10 years?
5: Oh, that's a good question. I got it right out, but um, I definitely want to stay in Atlanta, Georgia. I love Atlanta so much. What
1: you want to leave Bloomington? Come yes. on, yes, <laughs> immediately. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> but I love Atlanta. Um, my brother is down there, and my nephew's down there. Um, I'm definitely gonna do my real estate license over the summer, so that's gonna be a stream of income that I want to have, so then I can pay off college. But I definitely see myself um, still in school because I want to major in psychology on a pre-med track to become a psychiatrist. So I'll definitely be in school for a minute, but um, I'll definitely apply to Emory College, which is the medicine school down there. So Mm -hmm. I'll probably get into their graduate program, hopefully. And then just working towards my PhD and then helping others, yeah. All
1: right. Awesome. Well, Maya, we appreciate you for everything that you. you do for our school, for our community. It's a shame that you're a senior and you have to leave us and that you're going to leave the Bloomington Normal community. But, yeah. again, just wanted to congratulate you on all your successes. I've been wanting to have you on for a while, and I thought, you know, during this month, it'd be a great month to have you on. And Thank so, uh, again, we appreciate all you do for our school and our community, and best of luck moving forward.
5: Thank you so much for having me.
4: Thank you for setting all a right. wonderful example. yep
5: Thanks.
1: All right, welcome back. We are going to head to our game portion of the podcast here. And after further discussion with these two, we decided to land on a teacher draft for the game. So we are going to draft, I guess, our our favorite teachers within the building, the ones that have had the biggest impact on us. And I want a little disclaimer. Okay, there are obviously going to be some teachers that will not get picked. That is... No that offense to any of them. Considering
2: we have 120 teachers yeah. and we're each choosing four, there's four of us. Four times four is, I don't know, yeah.
1: do you guys know? 16. 16. 16. So, I knew so that.
0: And there's yeah. several <laughs>
1: teachers you all yeah. haven't had, yet, yeah. right? Yeah. And, then, and and being in the business department up here on the second floor sometimes, I mean, there's some that I don't really know as well. And I've actually seen several teachers teach in the building, um, but way less than I have actually seen teach. So yep.
2: you have to take that into account as well.
1: Yep. All right, so we're going to start off with with you,
3: the youngest right. Jack. whose
2: birthday it is tomorrow. So, yep. happy birthday! Thank you.
3: Uh, pick number one. I'm going to go with uh, Dr. Beerbaum. I've had him for a lot of classes, and as I said, social studies is my favorite course. And wanting to go into like government and stuff, AP Gov was a great class. Yeah. And I think he handles it really well. And he's involved with a lot of stuff around the school. Yeah. So that's why. Hard to I'm argue my that one. pick.
1: Yeah. Wasn't he a
2: teacher of the year? Yes, yeah, so. he won teacher yep. of the year. So. Um, and he's a doctor. I think he should probably get some type of prize for being the number one draft choice yeah, of this draft. Trophy,
0: yep. yes. Okay, my turn. Good pick. Um, I think number one for me is going to have to be Carl Gakey. Good pick. Um, on my list. I've had him. I had him freshman year and junior year, and he's he's a really cool teacher. He he treats you like an equal and not a student. That's what I like about teachers that do that. And then um, I was going to say I feel like me and him are complete like opposites. Especially on like maybe the political spectrum too. Right. But we still get along like really well when I see him. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Another solid yeah. choice. Never
1: seen Mr. Geeky teach, but I can imagine that he would be
0: engaging for yeah. sure. He's, he's he definitely, definitely
1: got the energy, which yeah. is awesome.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Okay, so I'm my first pick, I'm gonna go we decided we can do teachers outside the building and then also retired teachers. And I'm not gonna pick any business teachers because they would obviously be our number one pick, right? Of course. But with mine, I'm going to go with Trevor Chapman. Uh, he was my cooperating teacher here, uh, so I student taught here at West. Do you guys know who that is? No. I did not. Okay. So he was he taught the classes that I teach before I came here. Uh, he was
2: the principal of normal community mm. up until two years ago. Yeah, oh.
1: Yep. And um, he was the teacher here, and he was basically a teacher slash stand-up comedian, and he was mm. everyone's favorite teacher, and, and his style in teaching – uh, I admired. It was something that I couldn't do, but he'd come into class and he'd have uh, no notes. He'd write nothing on the board. He wouldn't use a PowerPoint slide, but he would stand up there and he was no joke. He could deliver the content in a way that it was like a stand-up comedian. Yep. It's hard and to he do. Was, you have was, to have
2: the right personality. Cause if I tried to do what he did, yeah. it just wouldn't work. And I tried all. to do that as a student teacher and it, it didn't work. Are you able to do now?
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm still not able to do that. He was one of a kind. Um, yep. So those who know him that are listening uh, know why he's my number one pick. And then he was, he was just a great mentor for me moving forward. And he was instrumental in helping me get the job here when he left to become
2: a principal. So I'm going to give Chap Daddy, Chap Daddy the number one pick. Great choice. Um, I'm going to go with Mrs. Tomlin. Oh, yeah. um, I, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, she's obviously really good at what she does, and she's a really good content deliverer. But I think the most the thing that impresses me the most is how much she cares about her students. Um, she wants them to do well. She's kind of old school in the fact that she's not going to take any crap from people, and she is going to push you. But it's she knows it's for your own good. So good pick. Now you get two. Snake oh, trapped. you're right. Wrap around. You, you get snake. Oh. Um, I'm going to choose a retired teacher because I think that if you asked any teacher who has been here since the beginning, and I I would say who was the best teacher ever to teach at Normal West, 80% of those teachers would say this person, Steve Mintis, mm. who you probably do not know. He's on the wall of fame. Mm-hmm. I would suggest taking a look. Um, just the energy that he brought to the classroom. Ask mm. Mr. Clockengay about him because uh, he was kind of a mentor to Mr. Klockengay when he was uh, first teaching. Uh, just an outstanding guy, was an outstanding basketball coach as well. He was an assistant under Dave Caslow. Uh, Mr. Minnis was truly, he's a legend, absolute yeah. legend yeah. in our school. its <clears throat> I wish that you guys would have been able to know him. Um, he's still alive, oh. um, but... <laughs> But to be around him was yeah. just awesome.
1: Yep. Good pick. Thank S- you. Yep. He was an assistant principal when I came here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, back to me. You mentioned his name. I'm going to go with Mr. Clock and Gay. Uh He's my neighbor, and our kids are friends, and I've gotten to know him, Mr. Clock and Gay pretty well, and just an all-around awesome dude. Um, and I've seen him teach when I student taught here. Also, he was somebody that I shadowed a few times. And also, again, he did a lot of cool stuff in his class, and he was engaging and fun to listen to. Smart, He's passion one about ab- passionate about teaching. Absolutely, passionate about it. Who could easily be an administrator? He has his administration degree. I'm surprised that he hasn't, but that shows you how much of a passion he has for teaching. Uh, and he runs our whole FMP program as well, yeah. which has been successful here at West. So, Mr. Clockenke is my number
0: two pick. I think number two for me is going to be a uh, Miss Saul she's like she's made me the student i am today i think especially because i used to hate math and she like actually made me enjoy it, especially like algebra stuff that and then um she like she didn't teach me it but like i learned it from her class like to to have confidence in your classes and speak like answer questions like i I never used to be like that before high school until i had her in class and she taught me like how to do all that stuff she is very unique i really like her she's a fun teacher.
3: I've never had her as a teacher, but she was my advisor for FMP last year, and you could tell she just really enjoys like helping and like teaching yeah, people. Yeah. Definitely. With my number two pick, I'm gonna go with Miss Hamler. She's my psych A P psych teacher right now. She's my psych teacher last semester. And like a lot of the picks so far, you can tell she just really enjoys what she does. Every day we come in and it's an entertaining. Like it's an it's an A P class, so we gotta try and like focus. Mm-hmm. But she makes it an enjoyable class and we do activities that really helps like lock in what we're learning rather than just taking notes the whole time. Yeah. See, I actually don't know her
1: that well, but she did one of our trainings during this most recent institute, and it was probably one of the better trainings. I mean, some days, those institutes can be pretty dry. Agreed. As any teacher would tell you, and she took a training that and and made it very engaging and was probably one of the
3: better ones that I've been a part of, so, good pick. Yeah. And you get two. Yep. Next up, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Brining. He's my AP stats teacher right now, and I, he just, the way he teaches, he gets it done, but we also have a lot of fun in class, and he interacts with us a lot, and makes it so it's a good environment to be in, and I just really enjoy that class. I
0: like him. I never, I had him for homeroom. He was, he was down to earth, like, he would talk yeah. to me, like, real stuff, yeah.
3: He also hosts Card Games Club, Mondays <laughs> and Wednesdays, which club. is a good, play, <laughs> nice. good place yeah. to be. Love it. Hold'em poker most weeks.
0: Yeah, love it. Um... Third pick? Yep. Third yeah. Pick. Third pick, I'm, I'm going to have to choose Ms. Uh, Koppel. She, she's changed my life, too, especially with, like, um, swimming. Like, I became a lifeguard through her class, and that that was my summer job for the past two years, and uh, I lifeguard as my P class. But freshman year, I took freshman swim. I, I couldn't swim, like, at all. Like, I knew how to swim, but I couldn't keep myself swimming for a while. But uh, I think her class really taught me the value of, like, you know, being um, – like, I don't know the word. Being consistent with like working on what you need to learn. That like I would go. I would get about five in the morning on a uh, COVID days that I didn't go to school and go to the gym and swim like at uh, eight hundred meters. Dang, good for you. Oh, yeah, awesome. that got me in shape and it got me you know right for the class.
1: Yeah, so yeah. You,
0: but you were never a swimmer here. No, I'm not in swim. I mean, you yeah. But did you? I did, did advance aquatics. Did you feel like you could
1: after doing that? Do you feel like you could yeah, be on the swim team? I, yeah, yeah.
0: Well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I bet, I bet you could have. Yeah. Yeah,
1: swimming is something. I, I started doing triathlons about three years ago, and I had no idea how to swim. And that is something I learned quickly. It's not an easy skill. Yeah, it's hard. To, yeah, getting the rhythm down, getting the form down. Mr. Franz's son is a superstar swimmer. Really? So, yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Is it back to me? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay,
1: I, I'm going to go with this uh, teacher as a teacher and coach. I'm just always blown away by his teams. I'm going to go with Dr. Walker. Uh, he's also someone who is very passionate about his job. He's a doctor, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and his soccer teams always it just blows me away. It seems like it doesn't matter who he has on his team, what year it is. Uh, they always seem to be successful and there is no one that I know that is more passionate about their sport, obviously. He coaches both the girls and the boys teams here. And again, you can Count them in to be uh, going far in the postseason or
2: have a good record every year. So I'm yep. gonna go with Dr. Walker. Solid choice. Uh, my number three is gonna be Mrs. Miss Sherman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think probably the main reason is I was always a hands-on learner and she does an outstanding job of trying to get as many resources as possible in her classes so that you can be hands-on. So I, for that reason, I know that I would enjoy being in a class with her as a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then I have my last pick. Um, this is tough. I mean, it's okay. You're old. You got a lot of teachers to go through in your head. I I have a lot. Um, (laughs) this is going to be weird. Uh, stepping a little out of my comfort zone, but both of my sisters were, had really good voices and were in like concert choir and <clears throat> have musical talent. And I always kind of wished that I would have. So I'm gonna choose Mrs. Williams, Sarah Williams, who's our choir teacher, not just from that same point of like, I wish that I could sing, but that she is the type of person that would be able to take someone like me that's not a very good singer and not like make fun of me or demean me or make me feel like I don't have a very good voice and she would she also works hard and she would do her best to try to get me as far along as I possibly could and I have a lot of respect for that and I think sometimes as a teacher that's probably one of my biggest weaknesses is taking someone who maybe struggles in accounting and tries to make them as good as they possibly can so yeah. good pick all right,
1: my last pick. I'm going to be honest; it's cheating, but I'm going to take like our whole special ed department. As yeah. well, it's, it's hard to it's hard to p- pick one out of that. It's just they deal with a lot of challenges that on a daily basis that we do not have to deal with, and they make our lives easier as teachers. Some little things that you may not know, um, just making us more aware of some of the students that are in our classes. And they have they have a lot of paperwork they have to do that we don't have to do. They have to go to a lot of meetings that we don't necessarily have to go to so i'm just going to kind of lump our whole special ed department into one give them a shout out
2: because well uh, played yeah yep yeah.
0: so um last pick for me um i think i'm gonna go with ellie marvin um she she's a character um <laughs> there have been times where i've almost gotten pretty impatient with her but i've had her for the past three years i don't think i would want to not have her my senior year and um, what, you've had her the past three years? Senior, junior, and sophomore. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, English two. You were taken three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm still in there now. Um, but um, she's she's a very down-to-earth person. Outside of the classroom, too, I think I've seen her once or twice. She's really cool. Um, her class is fun, I'll tell you that. Every year that I've had her, I've had a fun time in that class. Mm-hmm. So I, she's my number four pick.
3: All right. Good. With my last pick, I'm going to go with Miss Griffin. She's a science teacher in the science department. Yep. I had her for physics last year. Yep. And I've never really been a science guy. Yeah. But just the way she taught the class and like you said, like all the hands on activities just makes you learn a lot better in my opinion. And I had a lot of fun. Yeah. And then honorable mention to Miss Douglas. She's a sub. She stepped in at yeah. the end of the semester last year and she just really picked it up really well and she's she is also and, on the wall of fame she is She's a really entertaining teacher and yes. i really enjoy
1: having her in class when she was here she was a favorite of yeah. many students so that's no surprise shout out dougie, fresh.
2: dougie you know, fresh you said honorable mention and i don't know if we have enough time to do honorable mention but just in general after listening to all those names i'm like there are so many really good lot. teachers that are still out there
0: yeah
2: mm-hmm. um, and we're we're fortunate i don't you're fortunate
0: yeah uh, we're fortunate to work with great teachers but i i don't think there's ever been a class here that i didn't enjoy yeah like i could genuinely didn't look forward That's to it. I, been I look tough forward classes to
3: all but all the teachers i've had yeah. have made it like an enjoyable place to be yeah. every day i agree with that yep it's good to hear all right well
2: uh you guys were i mean yeah you guys did great
3: for your it's first like season veterans coming in
1: here Thank so yeah.
2: this won't be your last it won't so all right. thanks
1: for coming on Thank and you, I you. Hope for you enjoyed e- you. Yeah, e- episode you 14 us. of podcasts. Yeah. We'll
2: see you next week.